This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I got 200 pounds of dried salt beef, enough fresh water to last one year in a bunker that could withstand a one kiloton nuclear blast. Josh, this podcast is about meal prepping, not doomsday prepping. Aw, oh, man, I gotta return some gently used body armor now. This, this is a hot, hot dog, dog is, is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole and I. And today we are talking about doomsday prepping. Nicole, I didn't have time to rewrite it, just freaking give me a chance here. We're talking about doomsday prepping. We are yeah. talking about the ethics of eating your fellow man in the event of a zombie apocalypse. Nicole, did, what do you think? Uh, I, not, I don't want to talk about that, but did you know that David told me one of the reasons why he married me is because he believes that I could be able to withstand a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> Did you know that about so? me? Like, it's one of his favorite reasons. I don't know. I just look the part, act the part. I don't know. You Skill act sets? the part in the sense that you are like the underdog in the movie that nobody no, expects to survive. See, see that's, that's your problem. What do you mean? You think I'm the underdog. Maybe in I'm the In a zombie overdog. apocalypse, yeah. Maybe you're I'm like, the overdog. No, but you're okay. You're I have a very under- unique set of skills. But, I know how to sew and cook. Do you know how to sew? I know how to, well, <laughs> a button, a button and a hole in my jeans. No, hear me out. In the movie, you're literally like, Nicole's from Beverly Hills. We tried to ask you what your hobbies were the other day. And you were like, getting my nails done, getting a massage. Ooh, getting pedicures. Like, Nicole, those aren't hobbies. Those are personal care services that you pay for. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying you're not like the stereotypical going to survive the apocalypse. That's why the movie. I don't look like Rick Grimes. Are you trying to tell me that, uh, that I'm not like Rick Grimes? No, literally, I'm not kidding. Uh, so. Today we are talking about meal prepping. Yeah. Whether or not it's a scam and people hmm. get sucked into it like a cult. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't really know. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm coming into this with a spiritual backing. Like the idea what? of meal prepping. <laughs> like the idea of meal prepping. So attractive. So easy. You yeah. just do a Sunday. You just do your Sunday. You cook a bunch of rice and you cook a bunch of meat in a crock pot and then you dole out your veggies and then you maybe have like one little side side thing for each one so it's a little bit different. But in reality, like my life is not set up like that. I no. cannot meal prep to save my life. I've tried it many times in different iterations throughout my life. Yeah. I've tried it for, for a month. I've tried it for a week. I've tried it for even a few days. To be honest, I need variety in my in my diet so I feel something. I feel- and like cook actively. I like to cook every day. I get that. So. I do too. I it all depends what you mean by meal prepping, right? Yeah. Cuz like when we when I think of meal prepping, one, mm-hmm. I follow God so many like gym bodybuilder type sure. content creators. I have two before. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> you just unfollow them all. No, I still like follow oh, I, I, don't know. I still like have them on like my my feed, but I don't like 
uh, absorb it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? It's still my feet, though. <laughs> their version of meal prepping is like you cook, you weigh out the chicken breast. You're weighing yeah. out exactly eight ounces of chicken breast sure. per portion, and then you're measuring out a cup of rice. You weigh mm-hmm. it all on the food scale. You put it in their very specific meal prep containers. They're the black plastic ones with the with white the, clear cover with the white clear no what? clear is clear <laughs> yeah those but like everybody knows yeah. those are the meal prep thing you could just use a tupperware but it's like are they throwing them out after a first use i don't I hope th- not i wash all of mine oh same here and you put anything red in there and they're just stained for forever and that's fine because that is the price you pay but that type of meal prepping is to me unless you're living the aesthetics mm-hmm. lifestyle and sure. that is your whole goal and i yeah. know people who do that and that's rad and i know people for whom food isn't that sort of pleasure joy right? yeah, yeah yeah they don't they don't get food out they don't get joy, joy out, out of that variety food, yeah. then that's super rad but for like most people food for those who say like food is just fuel for the body, it's like okay, that yeah, would be nice. If sure, that were the case, but you you can't neglect like literally thousands upon thousands of years of human history and evolution and culture mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. ritual and the fact that like people have been playing with their food and new flavors <laughs> yep. for literally forever. You're right, right? But is there a way to marry those two things? You know, I've tried it with like truncated meal prepping. So, like for example, and a great example of meal prepping is like making a big pot of like I don't know. Pulled chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like like in your instant? No, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you recycle that chicken. For like one day you have tacos. One day you have a casserole. Uh, you put put in a salad. You know what I mean? Yes. That does not work for my household at Why this not? current time in my life. The way that I like to operate in my household with my partner is like I just cook. I'm the cook of the house, mm. and that's fine. I mean, he makes buttered toast in the mornings for me, which is very nice. Oh, <laughs> David, sweetie, yeah, yeah, that's very nice. But um, when I come home from work, I'm cooking, and I'm cooking meals that are normally an hour and a half to two and a half hours of of actual like prep slash cooking. But you're doing that every night, hour and a half to two hours. I would, I do it. Other Dude, you than... could be driving Uber, man. You could be making money. <laughs> my car's too dirty but honestly i mean it just it just kind of centers me and i enjoy the act of like uh like opening and cooking rice from scratch i used to use frozen rice but now i cook my rice from scratch wait you use a minute rice or rice rice no i'm using rice rice like i make my own rice from scratch now um even though i don't necessarily have all the time in the world i do take that time to make my own rice i do take that time to cook my own chicken breasts mm. to defrost whatever I have to defrost for the next day. So yeah, yeah. I I know I'm kind of an outlier in that for, yeah. for meal prepping, but like, like, have you ever had salmon that's five days old in the fridge? Oh, boy, have bro, I. Boy, bro, have I. is that good? <laughs> well, no, that's why I asked <laughs> if you can marry the two because I've I been sucked into, I thought that I could live my utopian lifestyle dream of sure. like I, I don't count my macros like you know uh, macros are protein fat carbohydrate sure, sure, sure. that's how a lot of gym type people mm-hmm. do it I tried once I was like I'm gonna give this a solid month and I'm <laughs> going you that? remember do you remember this I remember you went vegan for a month I don't remember the counting your <laughs> oh, macros for a month you just ate tacos every day oh when I was vegan yeah oh yeah that's you, what you, I remember you get, you get vegan tortillas that are made with a vegetable lard man yeah. you can roast any type of vegetable put in there it's great um, but no, I tried actually meal prepping, and every day I would come into work with like my little black plastic container. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I even bought those stupid containers because I was like, "This is gonna manifest it for me." Yeah. And Julie and I, every Sunday, we would go out shopping. I would plan the <laughs> meals. We literally we had a scale, and we'd measure ingredients. I did that too. But what yeah. I tried to do because people who do the broccoli rice chicken thing, 
that's very easy. You put chicken on a sheet pan. If you don't care about what it tastes like, you mm-hmm. season up some thawny sashery, something that mm-hmm. tastes a little bit good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll have a like calorie-free sauce. Mustard. Sauce, soy sauce. Mustard, mustard. which is <laughs> Nick Scarvellis, man. I watched you just put mustard on white rice and eat it while we were watching an XFL game in the stands. That was weird, brother. Yeah, mustard, hot sauce, and lemon juice is like yeah. the secret sauce for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. But I tried to like make really complex dishes. So I'd make like wow. Korean short rib stew. And so every Sunday was literally Julia with a spreadsheet and me oh, like sweet. barking out ingredients. Like it needs an extra quarter teaspoon of sesame oil. And she's like, that's nine calories. I got to <laughs> divide it by five. I swear I've It was been soul there sucking, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But like if, if you have a goal and it'll help you reach your goals, if that's less time dedicated in the kitchen, if that's spending less money by going out to yeah. eat, if it's, you know, for health purposes, I if you can do it, kudos to you. Do I think it's a scam? Maybe. I don't know. I think the scam is defined by the <laughs> self-delusion, right? Because yeah. anything, no, right? Like, because anything yeah. works. Uh, skincare routines, those all probably work if you do it every single day, you know. Uh, I mean, check it out. Cardio-based <laughs> programs, you know, detox, juice cleanse. What Are, are those things, real? I don't think dude, detox. I mean, are detoxes, like, real? No, but, like, oh. if people, you know, if you drink juice every day instead of eating the, you know, bacon, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich for breakfast, yeah, you're probably going to notice some Ugh. differences. Yeah. But the things that don't allow for wiggle room, like, that's where you start to get that's in weird territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, When people are like, oh, I'm going to do this five days a week, every single day, you get to that, yeah. man, that fifth portion of salmon on Friday. It's and you just, to... like, gag. Like, you open it and you get, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, you it's... open it and you gag. And then you create, like, a pretty negative response to the food. Yeah, you start yeah, to yeah, resent yeah. it. And so I can never go back to that. But, like, you were saying, if you're trying to, like, go out to dinner less or something, but say you have five meals prepped and then somebody invites you out to dinner... And what do you do? And then you're like, well, and then you go out to dinner and then you get the meal prep. And then you're like, well, you know, Saturday I have like, you know, a family thing. And then you're at Sunday and you're like, I made this literally seven days ago. And I like probably shouldn't the, eat the fumes have started to like bloat the lid. And you're like, but I'm I'm just going to chance it and eat it because I don't want to waste the food. God dang it. And then you yeah, do it. And then there. you wonder if you have botulism. I've been there. Yeah. It's not a fun place to be. But what about what about? So there's a lot of people talk. What is it? Michael Pollan did like vegan before five or something. Is that oh, him? You that know what I'm talking book? about? Is that like a book blog thing? Yeah. He's, he's one of those book blog guys. <laughs> Smart people with the words, you know. Shut up. No, but he wrote, he wrote. Uh, yeah, a popular diet. I think yeah, he, yeah, did yeah. he coin the term? Oh, it's Mark Bittman. Mark Bittman did the vegan before five thing. But like the whole idea of like reducitarianism as opposed to like veganism. Okay. Would not eating any animal products probably be good for the world? Like, sure. I of mean, course. there's a lot of different things we can about regenerative that, yeah. agriculture and yada yada. But like, you know, net net net, that's probably gonna be a good thing. But are people ever gonna do that? No. So mm, if you yeah. tell someone you gotta go vegan or you're a piece of crap, they're gonna like uh, they'll suck on this. I'm gonna eat 16 hot dogs now to spite you. But if you go like, hey, you can do things to reduce your amount of meat consumption. Sure. You know, meatless Mondays are a thing on college campuses. I do and... meatless Mondays. Yeah, no, I eat like I two pounds chicken. of animal flesh a day. But <sighs> damn it, I forgot a chicken. But I ate a salad. <laughs> but it was a chicken salad. But, like I try to, I understand yeah. this concept, and I, I try to impart parts of these things in my life. But I think it's the 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 mundane and the exhausting, and you're opening the same lid, and it makes the same noise. But what if there's, like, a flexitarian version of that? Because, like, the reason we're... Y'all, I'm addressing the audience right now. This is called a (laughs) soliloquy, breaking the fourth wall, damn it. Yes, (laughs) Hamlet! Hamlet, baby, give me a skull. (laughs) 
No, I mean, the reason I want to talk about this is because, I don't know, people out there are probably looking for actual cooking tips. Sure. Yeah. Cooking is a skill that people are using less and less. Like, data supports mm, that. Yeah. People enjoy cooking less and less. Sad. People are working longer hours, more jobs, yep. more stress, more convenience foods are out there. But also food waste is at an all-time high. So I think, like, giving people practical cooking tips, probably a good thing. Yeah. You know? And so I'm a big fan. I've started doing, like, this flexible meal prep situation okay. where I'll meal prep like three to four meals per week, per business week, per five day week period. And then, yes. Okay. And then weekends are out the window. I might go to the farmer's market, sure. might, weekends you know, or grab a breakfast burrito, I whatever. It, I get it. Um, but I'll do like three to four meals and I'll like do what you were talking about earlier, where you take chicken thighs and you, one, I just, I've just been roasting a lot of chicken thighs. I love roasting chicken thighs. I love roasting chicken thighs. Yeah, yeah. But I'll put on like a neutral spice base and I'll generally marinate it because marinating chicken is yeah. just a good thing. And I'll put on like a neutral spice base. I'll roast them off and then I'll keep them in the fridge. And then I'll be like, all right, now I have a building block. I create like building blocks, right? Yeah. That's you know? how it should be. Yeah. yeah. But why don't you do that? Why don't you think that works? I, it's, it's just, I like variety. David <laughs> likes variety. But you don't think you can have like an infinite is. amount of variety in like. You have to understand the houses that we came from. Like we're yeah. from two moms that were home all day and they cooked and they cooked well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every day was a new food. It was. It just was. Yeah. That's so you're like, you're is. trying to like recapture that era. I would like era. to. I try to re- recapture some of it, but also I'm a realist and I, I work. I leave the house at seven. I come home at seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's 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 moments where it's like, hey, man, I'm just going to, you know, defrost this really quick. Or, yeah. hey, man, just go get sweet green before you come home. Or there's like situation or like hey is your mom making dinner <laughs> like there's there's that too but but i don't think putting the label scam on it is is appropriate yeah because meal prepping isn't a scam it's a tool no i, I generally tool. agree with that and i yeah. think like if you don't i'm gonna call it capital m capital p meal prepping right which is five days a week <laughs> making the same hardcore thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah also i am the person who put out a video about my uh egg bars where I bake like polarizing. 30, 30 eggs. Those were some polarizing egg they bars. They were great. Here's the thing. For, for me, nobody, for me, for I nobody saw this video, here's my <laughs> breakfast meal prep. I don't do it anymore because now I just eat protein bars and uh-huh. I'll drink pre-workout. Uh, <laughs> I just got all whacked out in the, in the morning. Uh, but sometimes I'll take like two dozen eggs and I'll whisk it up with like a little bit of cheese. I'll cook some mushroom, spinach, tomato, onion, some turkey breakfast sausage, nice and healthy and flavorful. Mix that in, put it in a 9 by 13 baking dish with some parchment on the bottom, bake it until it's cooked, flip it over and cut it into bars and then wrap it in foil. And then you got a perfectly portable egg bar. Who doesn't love egg bar? And then after day four, they get a weird gray on them. Who like can close gray. your eyes when you eat it if you don't like the weird gray ring I around your eggs? I love closing my eyes while I eat. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Nobody does. Um, well, yeah. Also, uh, s- speaking of um, having tips, just go to the dollar store and buy the buy the meal prepping containers from the dollar store. Oh yeah, yeah. like do not buy the expensive ones that are fifteen dollars per fifteen. You don't need them. Buy the one dollar packs <laughs> from the dollar store. I cannot emphasize that enough. That's one very important thing about meal prepping. What do you think? You seem pretty disconnected from the needs of the people, Nicole. But <laughs> yep, if you. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm entertaining when I do it. No, but if you were to give people at home right now, like, the most practical cooking tip to improve their lives, what would it be? My issue is that I'm not big on practicality. No, I feel that. <sighs> I no. like to just, like, push myself to the 
for this possible limit and then just kind of like collapse. I know, but like certainly <laughs> you can use, because I, I generally agree with that. Like yeah. when people are like, how do you cook an easy weeknight meal? And it's like, well, well I can do that and I do sometimes, yeah. but also I'm a person who like, I have this three hour recipe that I'm going to come home and start at 7 p.m. Yeah. and we're going to eat at 10 because it's something I really wanted to make yeah. and to try. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? don't do that anymore. I kind of truncate it to about an hour and 15 minutes at yeah, this yeah. point. That's yeah, that's solid. Um, uh, I mean... I always see. I'm just. I'm just not a practical person. <laughs> I. I cut. You don't understand. How I, much could a banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not talking from a place of privilege. I'm talking from a place of if I don't cut a vegetable today, I won't feel like I did a good job. Yeah. So I don't buy pre-cut veggies. Mm-hmm. I don't buy my like for example like some people buy. Here, here's one. You want to eat carrots? Use baby carrots. Baby carrots are just whittled down regular <laughs> carrots. Is that a good one? Baby carrots are the same as regular carrots. They're just whittled down and the outside tough layer is removed. So you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, don't they like uh, – there was something about and They're like they spray, they spray bleach on them or something. I'm, I'm like, down, whatever. So? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> like like my, I buy my celery whole with the leaves same. on it. I buy my, my bell peppers. I buy those fresh and I remove the seeds and do all the things. Like – yeah, I don't do a lot of. I get. Hold on, this. I thought this could, this podcast is going to be about like giving practical cooking tips to people, um, but no, no. Now this is trying to give practical cooking tips to ourselves because yeah. because I don't buy any pre cut vegetables. I, I don't buy. Uh, I have garlic, but like I'm. I mean, chopping so I much chop fresh, fresh garlic, garlic yeah. so much, and it's killing me, Nicole. It's killing it's so killing much me. time. I could be uh, uh, communing with my fiance, not like that. Well, I mean. I guess, yeah. In the amount of time that I <laughs> chop that much garlic, yeah, you know, a little, you know, like yeah. sho- you know, shower. Nope. It's like a weeknight, weeknight. You know, you're both just you got stuff to do. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. What I'm saying, the opportunity cost of us like chopping our own vegetables. Yeah. I don't buy. I don't buy pre-made sauces because I feel like a oh, fraud. I, I, I buy like, pre-made sauce. Like I, I will, but like Got a Mongolian barbecue simmer <laughs> sauce. It's very good. No, I will literally get just like ginger, garlic, uh, sugar, soy, make my own cornstarch slurry. I'm, I'm. I do that too. And I'm I'm going to the gym in the morning. I'm generally going to the gym at night. We're eating at like 9 p.m. Miserable, What's right? going on? How do yeah. we stop this? I don't know. Do we like- we, Should we just <laughs> freaking meal prep? I is think, this where we're going? I think, I think what we have to do is have a meal prep service sponsor a podcast. No, I, f- I feel no, like- No, Josh, one... Josh, 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 listen. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm go ahead. trying to help you out. Okay, go, trying go, go, to help go, go, myself go, 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 too. Yeah, yeah. We got to get one of these like cool, like, uh, I don't know, like Margo Fit, whatever. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even know what Margo- you're talking about one of like the gym ones? One of the gym ones. Oh, the gym rat ones, yeah. The gym rat ones, and they deliver it to your door sometimes. I actually worked in a commissary kitchen, and I shared my space with those gym rat sweet potato Dude. mofos. <laughs> they are the sweet you know potato eating mofos, yes. The sweet potato eating mofos that put like a garnish of kale and maybe yeah, like yeah. two like red pepper flakes in. They're like, okay. So like- I understand those people, and I think we should just give them a chance, Josh. Let them cook for us. But I feel like The I... sodium levels, they're going to be too high. Feel... <laughs> it's okay. Wait, hold on. Me and Julie got in a discussion because she was like, I, I just fill a salt well. It's giant. <laughs> it's like a 16-ounce salt well, and it's uh-huh. done in less than a month. And I'm like, that's a lot of salt to put in things. And I told Julia that, and she was like, yeah, well, it's still not nearly as much salt as like restaurant food or prepared food. And, <laughs> no. and, I, was like, and I was like, no, it is. We cook like restaurants. Yes. And that's our problem. Correct. It is so hard to cook conservatively, I'll say. Yeah. When you know that the recipe would be better with so much salt, so much butter, so much X, Y, and Z. It's really hard. I was making uh, chili to impress Julia's boss. Shout out Bill O'Dowd. Hey, Bill. 
We love you, Dolphin Entertainment. I've heard so much about you. <laughs> His favorite food is chili. And Julia was like, nice. and literally he used to work with Rachel Ray. And like <laughs> My her- favorite meat is hot dog. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> he used to work with Rachel Ray. And he was like, wow. Rachel Ray's chili is the best I've ever had. I'll see if you can beat mm-hmm. it kind of thing. And I cooked for his Ooh. birthday. And so I was like, I got to really crush this chili. Mm-hmm. And so literally I, I made the base. I toasted the chilies. I ground them in wow. powder. I sauteed that in the beef fat to sweat it down and mm-hmm. aromatize it. Yada, yada, did all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we had the base of built. I was happy with the consistency. And it was like, all right, now, now's where you make the money. This is seasoning time. Oh, yeah. And so I already, you know, you got to add salt early, but this is like final seasoning. So I'm like adding salt, add a couple drops of vinegar, stir it. Taste it. Salt, vinegar. Okay, this can be countered by a little bit of like sugar, you know? Like, I know, I know. And you're tasting it constantly. You're you're refreshing your palate. But people don't cook that way. They do not. Especially in the weekdays, and you shouldn't. They crack their everything seasoning that they got from Kirkland. They crack it over their vegetables three times and they call it a day. Well, that's I mean I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I, on weeknight meals, I do that because I, I work out so much. Yeah. There are days where I'll, like, get ahead of myself and I'll think I want to cook something ambitious. Yeah. But, like, the the meal that I eat the most is, like, I take chicken thighs and I literally uh. just dust them in Tony Sachery's <laughs> and I let them sit for t- – this is seriously. Yeah. This is how the Tony Sachery's bit became a thing on yeah, the show yeah, yeah. is because, like – I lived, it's real. Yeah, I lived for an entire year, year without salt and pepper and just Tony Sachery's. That's wild. And I exclusively use that. Weird time in my life. But I'll, yeah, I will dust uh, chicken in Tony Sachery's and then I will take like broccoli mm-hmm. and I will just cut it up, roast it with some olive oil, uh, Tony Sachery's on it. And then I will stir together yogurt and hot sauce and I dip it all in that. Yeah. But surely people, there's got to be something more noble, more people, dignified. When people ask me about my signature dishes, I truly don't have one. Like, you know how, like, during Bachelorette, like, things where they're like, <laughs> David, what's the best meal Nicole's ever cooked for you? And he's like, I don't have an answer. Wait, you don't because have? I don't have, like, a sign. No. Well, what do you think he would say? He said, like, gochujang chicken. And I made it, like, three times. But, like, so what? Why are you? No, 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 no. Not so what? Not so what? Why are you writing yourself off? Because, he, because like, I don't cook one thing more than, like, three times. Really? I don't. You don't have, like, any go-tos. I don't like to cook that way. Interesting. I like to cook new things all the time to keep yeah. myself interested in it. Yeah. Because I do it for a job, right? No, true. So it's my job to counterbalance that in a weird way by continuing to create in the privacy of my own home. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes I get some hits, sometimes I get some misses. I get a lot of hits. I get lots of hits. <laughs> but see, that's another thing. Like I can't meal prep. It doesn't work for my my situation. Yeah. It just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do its it doesn't meet its purpose for for me or my family. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I've never made something <laughs> <laughs> three times. Like I've made a green curry twice. I made gochujang chicken three times. I've made um, meatballs twice. Yeah, Once you screwed with up turkey. the meatballs. You screwed up the meatballs. I screwed up turkey meatballs, that. but then I made meatballs out of like beef and they were fine. Also, like, you know, being kosher in the kitchen, very challenging, mm-hmm. but it's fun. It's a nice little, it's a nice little test yeah. to see how I can do. Also, all the food is all too salty. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you got to salt the meats for you kosher, You got to right? salt the meats. So, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe this podcast is teaching me that I don't need to put all my energy into cooking something new every day. It's okay if you eat chicken that was made three days ago. Maybe it's okay. 
I think I thought of a practical cooking tip. <laughs> What's up, Josh? Because this is now just us trying to psychoanalyze each other and yeah, try and yeah, make yeah. us feel okay about yeah. the way that we live our lives, which is great, and we love it. We're very happy. I don't mind. No, just be uh, But, okay, so uh, we try and eat healthy. We try and not cook red meat in yeah. the house just because it's like, well, we eat a lot of – we ate a whole lamb wellington that turns out was meant for four people at a restaurant Ooh. on Saturday, and we just crushed it after Good. three appetizers. that's nice. So we live like that during the weekend, and, you know, we kind of have some little carbon offsets in the weekday. And so I eat a lot of ground turkey. So I'll get a three-pound yeah. tub of ground turkey, uh, which is actually kind of expensive. It's like five ninety-nine a pound when you can buy chicken thighs for cheaper. But all food is expensive. Food is expensive these days. Yeah. Uh, and I make a ton of meatballs in them. But because I've probably made Julia meatballs, I mean, maybe probably 30, 35 times. No way. Maybe for like three years. Dude, that's 100 days. That's like, what, 3% of days we're eating meatballs? Yeah, that's a pretty good estimate. I love meatballs. <laughs> we love meatballs. We bond over oh them. But, gosh. but, but. Almost every culture has a <laughs> has a meatball, right? Think yeah, about it. sure, yeah. Everyone, yeah. you got you got frikandel, you got chatbola, you got sukune, you got uh, uh, polpette from Italy. Like, there's just yeah. so many different kinds of meatballs. So, yeah. I'll take the three pounds of ground turkey, and if I'm bored of meatballs, you know, if I'm bored of Italian meatballs with like garlic, chili flake, basil, all that. Then it's like, cool, let's add some Thai flavors here. Let's grate some ginger mm-hmm. in there. Um, you know, let's, I don't know, add add like soy, fish sauce, sugar, uh, Thai basil, stuff like that. And so like if you view cooking like algebra, mm-hmm. of like, hey, here are component parts and then you can add variables, you know, that's what I've done to keep our marriage fresh. You're not married yet. I know. One day. <laughs> one day we'll get that ring. Josh, do yeah. you think people that meal prep are happier than people that don't meal prep? Because this podcast is all about finding happiness, right? That's a good question. Well, okay. Here's the thing. What's up? When you analyze data, I was talking about this recently with um, like people who go to college make more money, Mm -hmm. right? But that's not necessarily because like, oh, they got smarter or even they're more qualified. To me, the confounding variable is they probably grew up with money. My compounding variable with going to college is you just make connections. That too. But I, I think a lot of this stuff can be like conflated with the variable of like if you grew up with money you're more likely to get an education sure, yeah. and you're more likely that's to fair. make money if you grew up with money like that's, that's the thing fair. it's like you are more likely to have fewer cavities if you went to college mm. it's like well yeah it's because you, you generally got money and you probably grew up going to the dentist and know how to do that mm-hmm. and all that so people who meal prep are they happier i think maybe if you have the capacity every sunday to kill an entire day to meal prep you are probably happier than other people because you have that much sort of free time. Hmm. Not to say everybody who meal preps is like swimming in free time. I know there's people that hustle and grind for it. Mm-hmm. But what if, Josh, the people who are not spending their Sundays cooking at home like pounds of stuff, they're out, I don't know, in the sunshine. Could be doing that. Reading a book. Could be doing that. Toes dipping in the water of the ocean. We don't know these people. But this, the fact is that data point exists. Mm. Are they happier? Than not. I think they are. I think meal prep people are happier than non-meal prep people. Is it because they are comfortable living their lives a week at a time and like just planning ahead for the future? I think so. And I think ultimately, does that lead to longer term happiness? I Guess. Do you, do you know how much, I wish I could be these overnight oat mofos. <laughs> oh my god! Overnight oat mofos. They got oh they got oh no okay god. because they're not just like soaking oats and almond milk. There's like oh we got the cheese, we got the flax, yeah. we got the, the crazy. I have both of those things at home. Oh pumpkin seeds. Oh it's good. pumpkin seeds. <laughs> Get out of here. No, like no, I could never. <laughs> I, but like I bet they feel a sense of accomplishment. 
That is significantly different than me waking up just like blind at 5.45 every morning, Uh like scrambling to feed my cat and dump pre-workout into a mug Hmm. and hop in my car to, you know, drive 25 miles to work. Hmm. I feel like they probably get a sense of daily joy out of that, that we, I think, make up for in creating, say, a new dish at Hmm. 8.30 p.m. on a Wednesday, Hmm. even though it's late, you know, we made it. We made lobster soup dumplings. That's, no, that's not a weekday. That's no weekday. That's a weekend. What? Lobster soup dumplings? Dude, I made like a lobster scampi Shaolong Bao. Wow. It was pretty rad. So I was like, why can't you take other flavors and put them in a soup dumpling? David and I made chicken wings because it was football Sunday. Oh, that's rad. It was nice. That's fun. Uh, He he helped and it was nice. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have asked, here's the point (laughs) in the podcast where I talk crap on my fiance, who I love more than anybody I've ever loved in this world. You're not talking smack. If she offers to cook for me, if I'm really running late at work or gym or something, if she offers to cook for me, because we do the you cook, I clean. Nice. Uh, yeah. I I like I like ask her, like, hey, don't. Just go get food. Yeah. Because like I don't want to clean up after you. That's fine. Because, not because I'm like, oh, I don't think I should clean up, but because when she it's a war zone. I and understand. I, like, I don't, I've, I've tried to watch it happen. Yeah. I've tried to watch, like, how does the rice get on the floor? Like, how, how are the onion? Like, there's just, like, an entire onion in the garbage disposal, and it's clogged. How the whole onion gets? It's not even mm-hmm. peeled. It just rolled. It yeah. just rolled. And, and there's, I mean, broccoli. If she cuts broccoli, it's like it exploded. It's like she threw it against the wall. <laughs> to, you know, and I don't know. And I, and I love her very much. And I, and I love the fact that she's she wants to care for me ways. through food. But then, you know, there's 19 pans dirty. And I'm like, well, you didn't like that pan? You put the fish. Why is there fish residue on four pans? You only need one pan to cook fish. What happened? And so that's when it's Zenku chicken time, baby family meal deal for like 26 bucks. So, Josh, answer the question. Is meal prepping a scam? All in all, no. If you are somebody who can do it and who is satisfied with your life, et cetera, I think there's a flexible way to do it, Mm -hmm. to build component parts, cook some rice, cook some chicken, but then have a bunch of fun sauces on hand, have tortillas, have vegetables. Um, But if we're being honest, my plan tonight, because I'm so drained from everything i am literally going to zanku chicken and i am getting three family meals and i am putting them all in my fridge so that way i get the hummus i get the mutabal i get the the tabbouleh and i get three chickens and i'm good my mother-in-law's dropping off kebab at 7 30 oh i'm coming over All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the world. It's time for a segment we call... Opinions on the Casserole. What the hell was that? It was different. It was different, but to what end? Opinions are like casserole. Let the court stenographer Nicole is cupping her hands around her mouth and kind of rocking forward (laughs) to create a Doppler effect on the microphone. And again, for what payoff? Opinions are like casserole. Nicole has lost it. She needs one of those mental wellness checkups where like somebody... You know uh, about those? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you grew up with a mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I got it. We'll cut that out. Nice, so you know, don't worry about it. it. <laughs> no, All right. James D. Stott. I just want to ask why everyone thinks pilk is stupid and gross, but they definitely nosh on a root beer float. Good use of nosh. It's basically the same. Grow up, people. Okay. I believe nosh means to eat. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get Noshing it. is eating, so not a good use of nosh. No, but I still think it was kind of poetic in a way. Like they eat nosh on it. Okay. Because the root beer float has the sugar 
and the in the ice cream. Yeah, I, I I want I want to believe in what James is saying, but that's like when I say out of pocket stuff, like mayonnaise is basically just pudding, and it's like, well, there's some key yeah, differences yeah, yeah. that make key. it very different yes. and used for different things. Correct. Uh, so milk and ice cream, this is about ice cream being a salt, like sixty five percent milk. You know what I mean? I can see why people, but I agree with him that. Um, <laughs> The outrage is disproportionate to the product. Sure. Right? I get that. Because he's right that it's close enough. Melted ice cream and root beer. I, I prefer Coke floats as it is. Melted ice cream and soda pop. Huh. It's cl- it is close enough to milk and soda pop to where people shouldn't be outraged. They can go, hey, I don't think that'd be good. But for people to go, like, this is the grossest thing in the world. And listen, we're reaping the benefits of the TikTok views. Follow us on TikTok. We crave your approval. All right. Let's listen to one of our beautiful messages. Beautiful message. Uh, I'm Nicole. I'm a doctoral candidate. Hi, Nicole. I'm psychology, and I love how much you guys talk about therapy and mental health. Keep it up. Um, Also, what is your opinion on, uh, like, HelloFresh and food subscription boxes? I know you guys are sponsored by them at one point. Um, I think that they help uh, cultivate people to be more creative in their cooking and more advantageous. But my mom says it's making the next generation lazy. However, she thinks that our, uh, <laughs> our generation is entirely lazy. So anyway, love you guys. Bye. First of all, love a fellow Nicole. Love a smart Nicole. Look at you. Doctoral Impressive. candidate. Impressive. I'd Keep vote up the good for work. you as a doctor. I don't you know don't what a doctoral vote candidate for doctors. is. They're a candidate. They're on the ballot. I'd vote for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I didn't realize we talk about mental health and therapy that much, but that's cool that we do. We do. Yeah, go get mental health. Go get gold therapy is should not be uh blacklisted. No. Is that what it is? Blacklisted. Maybe. It should not be taboo. No, it should more people need to go to therapy and just talk just talk talk to And you don't just need to go to therapy if you think something's wrong, you know? You just try it out. I've never done it. but I'm trying. I did I'm it. I'm trying to make appointments. I, I did it and I it helped me tremendously. I thought I made an appointment, but I messed up on the intake forms and then they canceled it. I so, graduated from therapy. I'm figuring it out. Uh any anyway, meal prep, meal prep kits. Um, do I think they they make Americans lazy, like people lazy? If we did not need <laughs> any help getting lazy on our own, um, I think I think meal prep kits are useful. Very, very, very They're useful. useful. Yeah. Again, if food and you chopping the onion and you mm-hmm. making the stock is not important to you, go ahead. Also, like meal prep options, they have they have like options where it's like, do you want to do more cooking? Do you want to do less chopping? Like mm. meal preps do that now, which is actually very helpful too. So yeah, the most important thing that meal preps did for people, those little meal kits, mm-hmm. is that they showed them what foods exist. That's right? true. So like for instance, um, people who go to the gym, a lot of people get tripped up because they literally don't know what lifts to perform. That is I've, so true. I've been cooking since I was six. I've been lifting since I was thirteen. I could tell you nineteen different bicep curl variations. I could tell you nineteen different South. American stews that you could make. Most people put their efforts and times into things that are <laughs> less myopic. You know what I mean? So people are like, I don't know what to make for dinner. I don't have that creativity. You get like a HelloFresh, you get any of these other meal kits that's like lemon herb chicken with orzo. And people are like, holy smokes, I didn't know about orzo, that. Orzo, yeah. I don't know. But, um, you know, and, and like you toss the dried or, or the, the fresh chopped herbs with the orzo and that brightens it up. People wouldn't know that technique if that's not true. for that. But the funny thing is, is that the utility of meal kits is what makes it a like an interesting business model totally because i know so many people that have signed up for a meal kit and they're like 
dude, I now have nine different dishes in my repertoire that I know how to cook. That's awesome. Which is, and then they will be like, well, now I can go to the store and I can make that myself. Wow. So it's literally like a public service that does not benefit the business model in a way that's really cool. So I don't think it's making Americans lazy at all. I think it's the opposite. If you want to be lazy, I mean, their fast food is on every single corner. And again, not saying anything, not using lazy in a judgmental way, like cooking is hard. Life is hard. You got Mm -hmm. things to deal with. I'll go get a McChicken on the way home sometimes. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, these meal kits, they have really taught a generation how to cook in a way that so many things have failed to do that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time to make a chicken pot pie from scratch. Ooh, I want chicken pot pie. It's cold weather. It's pot pie season almost. (laughs) Okay. Not underscore that Michael says, don't knock it till you've tried it. A drizzle of caramel sauce is the best topping for a Jack's (laughs) frozen supreme pizza. Okay. I don't know what a Jack's... Frozen I don't Supreme either. What's, what's I've never heard of Jack's frozen pizza. Never heard of it. Is it the one with the wacky hair? You know, the one that's No, like that's a... Wild Mike's. In Wild Mike's oh, frozen pizza, effing rules, yeah, dude. Yeah, it really does. Caramel sauce on a frozen pizza, though. Jack's. I've never seen Is this real? Oh, my gosh. This is Wait, like, is that Tony's? This is like some... I've seen this before once. The font of Jack's pizza looks like Tony's. Someone tells me... Something in my brain tells me that I saw this in the Walmart at Bentonville, Arkansas. You were in Bentonville, Arkansas? Oh, honey. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, Maggie, look up. Uh, so, okay, so Jax is made by Nestle. Sorry we're getting sidetracked, but I'm curious. See if Nestle makes Tony's also. I wonder if it's like a Carl's Jr. Uh, Hardy situation. Similar, maybe not the same. The colors is are it different. Is Nestle? Is Tony's still independent? Anywho. Schwann's. Uh, 90%. Oh, it's Schwann's. Good for them. Um, must be a Tony's competitor. It's called Jack. Less Italian. I've seen it before. I've never had it before, but I'm pretty sure it's one of those like crappy ones, like really crappy. Think it goes well with caramel? No. (laughs) Well, hold on. Honey on pizza has become a trend. Okay. If honey can go on pizza, caramel can go on pizza. Who has honey on pizza often? I I mean, it's a special treat. I think some people might. I don't even. I I don't even like the honey pizza really. I've like had. There's the one Roberta's, the Stinger. It's called. It should be treated as a special pizza. Yeah. It should not be eaten. As your typical pizza. Like a little balsamic reduction on a fig and prosciutto pizza. Something like that. Honey should go with like a spicy soppressat. Sure. I'm dropping all the vowels like I'm, don- like I'm Tony Sopran. Sopran. I've never seen an episode of The Sopranos, but I That's know good. I'd love it. Talk about it. And a... it would be my whole personality. You should watch it. You're such a Carmella. I watched like a, like a season and a half. Um, I'm down with the caramel. So I, it makes sense in a certain way. But I, as somebody who doesn't even like honey on pizza, I don't think I'm down with this. But I really Edie respect Falco? you. Oh, yeah, Edie Falco. I remind you of Edie Falco. Great compliment. Wait. Edie Falco's the therapist. Who plays the therapist? This is Carmela Soprano. That's Edie Falco. Who am I thinking of? Who's the Jewish one? She was like the Jewish club kid. She was in House. What are you talking about? Come on, curly haired, nice Jewish lady in House. Nice Jewish. Oh, are you talking about freaking Cuddy? I remind you of Cuddy. What's Cuddy's name? What's her name? I don't know. It's something like Edie Falco. It's like an Edie Falco-ish name, like Edith Stein. Who would the No, that's f- not. It's not Edith Stein. That's a German philosopher. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Doctor Cuddy. Lisa Cuddy. Lisa Edelstein. Lisa Edelstein. I remind you of Lisa Edelstein. Yeah, you're the Lisa compliments Edelstein just keep flowing with this guy today. My <laughs> God. Give me, give me. Who do I remind you of? <laughs> Have Come you on. ever seen this, the Social Network? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, Justin Timberlake as the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, the other one, the don't star. Say, the don't star. you say, don't you the say, Jesse star. Eisenberg? Everybody says Jesse Eisenberg, and you I don't get it. Remind me of I'm Taylor Swift. I'm 205 pounds, and I'm a 205 pound ex college athlete. Can you see wildest dreams? And people only say that I look like a Taylor Swift or B Jesse Eisenberg, and I don't under. I want to look like Brian Earl, Brock Lesnar. You know, give me one of them. Is Brock Lesnar like a WWE star? Yeah, he was then turned. Uh, he was in the NFL, WWE, and then MMA. Yeah. All right, voicemail time. <laughs> sure. I don't know if this voicemail is for opinion casseroles, but you're getting one anyway. <laughs> um, so, who do you think he calls? Take a cold bar style pizza, mm-hmm. like been in the fridge overnight. Mm-hmm. Put regular like Heinz yellow mustard over it. Uh huh. So cold yellow mustard on the cold bar pizza. Bar pizza. That is easily my favorite pizza eating experience. I would eat wow, that every day if I could. Okay, what's a bar pizza? A bar pizza. Bar pizza, tavern style pizza. Some people associate it with Chicago. So Chicago is the deep dish, right? But sure. there's another style of pizza in Chicago that's like, it's almost crustless in the sense that like they don't have a very risen crust. And so it's just like a circular pizza and it's pretty thin crust, pretty like ample toppings on it. Um, it's typically cut into squares, but it's kind of like a very Midwestern style. Uh, some people will say like, um, I met a chef who made like Jersey style bar pizza. I didn't know it's just like pizza you get at a sports bar. And it's cold. So he's saying cold and then you put mustard on it, Mm -hmm. which I think I know why he does this and why he loves it. Alcohol. Oh, maybe. I mean, who doesn't want to be <laughs> drunk eating some cold pizza with mustard? Uh, but no, I think it sort of gives it a deli sub, an Italian cold cut, a hoogie, mm. a hoogie property to it. Sure. And I can I make, see how that I works. can see that. I can see that. Especially if you're eating like a big old loaded bar pie that's just got like, you know, everything, salami, you know, bell pepper, stuff like that. Then you're basically you're getting the cheese is cold, like a cold cut. You're getting a schmear of a delicious uh, concentrated tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting the meats, you're getting the mustard on it. Why not? I think that sounds really good. I do too. I don't know if I like the mustard hitting my palate directly. You know oh. what I mean? Like I would sandwich another slice of pizza on it and then, you know, because we made a muffaletta using pizza. I can't believe we did that. That was good. It's disrespectful. Good. Yeah, it sure is. So disrespectful. Um, Nicole, can I read an opinion that you deliberately skipped over? I didn't deliberately deliberately spit. You deliberately skipped over and at dust in your eyes, is it possible to craft a demi-gloss using the au jus from an Arby's French dip in Swiss? And then they said slams the mythical chef help button. Uh, Dustin, Nicole, you want to take this? You want me to take this? I mean, you said it, so just take it. All right. So despite the fact that au jus, when you're typically making that with, say, a roast, if you were to cook a French dip from scratch, you're probably using like, you know, a large cut, a big old like whole sirloin roast or something. Okay. Something sliceable. So you're making the broth from that. You're Uh getting a lot of the fat, the collagen, all that stuff leaching out into the broth. If you were to take that and reduce that all the way down, you would indeed get a form of demi-gloss, right? You get a very concentrated stock. You can mount that with butter, be really delicious. But the Oju at Arby's, Nicole, what they're doing, they're taking a powdered blend, right? They're taking powdered beef bouillon. There may be a slight thickener in there, maybe some malted dextrin, maybe a little bit of cornstarch, uh-huh. uh, but not too much. So that 
it's really just powdered beef stock. So you're not getting the collagen. You're not getting the fat. You're not getting all those things that make a homemade stock so wonderful. Uh-huh. You know, you buy beef stock at the store. Uh-huh. You make beef stock at home. It's got a mouth Who coating quality to it. Who makes beef stock at home anymore? I make beef stock at home. I make no, a lot of fun. I make you're a lot of fun. You're a liar. You're lying about making your own beef stock. You're making your own beef stock. You know, all that you know, collagen turns into gelatin after a while. So that's what really gives demi-gloss its thickness. But if you're just using a powdered bouillon a la Arby's, you reduce that down. All you're going to do is create more bouillon because bouillon is just stock that has been reduced all the way down into a powder. So, dust in your eyes, no, you cannot reduce an Arby's au jus cup from the French dip in Swiss to make a demi-gloss, but thank you so much for your time. Are you satisfied? Are you asking me? <laughs> yes, that was your this experience the first time you've ever with asked that answer, that. Nicole. <laughs> I, you neither can, I can neither confirm nor deny, uh, but I do need to go to Arby's. Oh, I thought you were going to say therapy. Well, obviously. To some, Arby's and therapy are the same. <laughs> Whew, give me a big old beef and cheddar, and I'm a happy man for three days, and then I, I start reliving my childhood traumas. On that note, thank you for listening to Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Zada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. Or if you want to leave us a voicemail, give us a ring and leave a quick message at 833-DOGPOD1. <laughs> hey, you did, I'll just leave us a message at 833-DOGPOD1. That's 833-D-O-G-P-O-D-1. Did you hear my stomach? <laughs> I have indigestion. Uh, for more mathical catching, <laughs> check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. We'll see you next time. Bezos. 